This is Reclaiming Yourself, brought to you with PhytologyHub.com. How we overcome fears, find our inner strength, and trust ourselves. Now here's your host, Suzanne Keatley. Holly Kinstone, one of the kindest, most supportive, fabulous human and friend that I know. Stop it. We're going to hit on some <laughs> cool little topics today. Yeah. I say I say topics, but that feels like a really impersonal Big. thing to say because actually it's, it's, massive. it's you and it's just your life and all the stuff. So we will. We'll get on to kind of strength training. Mm. Tell us about your family first. There's me, uh, my wife, Zoe. I have a son, Peter, daughter, Joni. And there's the four of us. This is the overshare, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure. Uh, I gave birth to Peter. Zoe gave birth to Joni. I knew from about, like, 16 that I wanted to be a mama. And, well, really wanted to be a mama, but also knew that I was gay. So I was like, how's that going to work? And just lots of questions about that. It's probably quite good that I was gay because I probably would have fallen pregnant quite early. And would have been because like, you wanted it that that much. Because I would have wanted it that much. Love children. I just wanted to have a baby, and my purpose in my life was to be a mama. And it sounds really old-fashioned, but I couldn't imagine myself not being a mum, and couldn't imagine myself not having a child in my life. Hmm. So it's really, really, really important. That's to me. so strong, isn't it? It is it's so strong, and it's uncomfortably strong. Yeah, and. But to the point, it, yeah, it's really uncomfortable. But and amazing. to be that young and want that so much, it was really hard. And I look back now and I go, Is that, was that ever the right thing? Hmm. What was it? What was the need? What was the yeah, want? Because it really searching? wasn't yeah. actually to be a mum, I'm sure. It was to nurture someone, something, mm. some, somehow. So I came out when I was really, really, really young. Yeah. Um, and every partner I ever had, I was like, I want children. Yeah. Like, that's it. You're that's either all. in or you're, you're not. In or you're not. And you know, Amber did that with me. Oh, really? <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> I want yeah. a kid. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty, really early. And, and said, that's what I, this I've, is what I want. Yeah. yeah if I've, you don't want it, it's not going to work, so I won't waste your time. 100%. And when I first got together with Zoe, Zoe was going out with guys beforehand, never really identified as gay. I don't think ever still doesn't. It's in love with me, and that is it, and that mm. is all. And where we kind of get to the labels don't need to actually be there it's just wants to be with me that's wonderful i love that (laughs) um so when we got together it was very it was meant to be just a short thing because i was going traveling so it was like well yeah it wasn't meant to be anything particularly intense so it was intense though for the first three months and then i went traveling and then she came met me um when i was traveling in asia and it clearly was something that we both wanted to do Mm. how long did you go traveling for uh, six months. Uh, mainly Asia? So I went to, I was working at Channel 4 um, and I'd been there about three and a bit years. What did you do for Channel 4? Advert- advertising. Advertising. Advertising yeah. sales. Um, and it was really fun and I worked hard and I played hard and maybe I played a bit more hard than I actually worked. Did you stay in advertising then for a while? No, so then I went travelling and then came back and uh, was with Zoe and Zoe worked in the charity sector at that point when I came back and then uh, so I kind of thought hey that looks quite cool that looks quite fulfilling just turn my hand to that let's give that a go (laughs) so um, I went to work for the big issue uh, and uh, did advertising for the big issue which was so much fun and I loved it so much for people that don't know what the big issue is the big issue is a magazine that is sold by people who are homeless or vulnerably housed yeah. So it's basically it's gig gig economy stuff. So they buy the magazine. I don't know if it's when I when I worked there it was like you bought the magazine for 50p and you sold it for a pound. I think it's more like mm. buy it for 2 pound 50 now but sell it for 5 pound. It was great. 
I loved it and I just wanted to do it forever and ever and ever. But unfortunately, they brought in some like big wigs with regards to the advertising stuff mm. and they wanted me to hit crazy targets, cool targets. Right. And it just wasn't my bag. So I was there for three years. Three years. Still um, in your 20s, you met Zoe. Hold on, so I think that was too long. I can't remember. I was there a while. I can look at my LinkedIn. Quickly, uh, <laughs> can you open up your LinkedIn? I can <laughs> if you like. <laughs> I worked there for in a fact, while. In fact, I should have just looked at your LinkedIn before we started talking, right? Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, maybe. It's there. So I worked at The Big Issue for three years and then I went to work in the media uh, industry still and I worked for media buying so you're buying advertising right and that was really cutthroat and you got paid absolutely pittance it was shit and they were shit the longest there (laughs) I went in there I worked about four months six months six months it was horrible and it was it was mindless and it was numbers which I hate and it was spreadsheets that I hate and I was shit at the attention to detail and I just didn't want to it just I wasn't good at it yeah and they would get you to work late 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 on projects and then they'd come in the next morning and then they go oh we're not doing that anymore and I'd be like devastated what yeah I put my heart and soul into yeah or or, and I would like feed myself on Heineken and pizza and that's what they'd bring us you know because it was a um, people that's that the they were, were you know that's what they did so I left there Zoe and I was like Zoe was like you need to get out oh, you need yeah. to get out 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 so I got out of there and I went to work for an amazing recruitment consultancy called the Cage Partnership who were absolutely incredible so there was four of us in the organization there was two uh, women that ran it and they were together and just she was amazing and really cared about me and her clients Mm. and it was different to a lot of recruitment trying to do it differently she did it differently she did it differently she did it differently and she was really good at it and uh and successful and what kind of like recruitment was it? so it's charity recruitment so it was working for getting fundraisers in again in it for the right reasons. yeah in it for the right reasons and but really small but did it right yeah she wasn't about making millions of millions of pounds Mm. that wasn't her idea of success her idea of success was delivering a really good service yeah and getting a pay packet at the end of the day obviously but didn't have to be gazillions of pounds and she shared it and just being supported after coming out of like horrible and she also supported me to uh, around getting married around having really bad gynae stuff so i had like fibroids and endometriosis and just she was just amazing so you at this point your late 20s how long were you in that job Three years. Three years there. So then I went travelling again. Zoe and I were together, married at that point. Where did you get married? We got married in Greenwich. We were so incredibly lucky and privileged to be able to get married there. It was the Undercroft. So it's the Royal Naval College. So underneath the painted hall Mm. is this Undercroft. And we went and looked at it and went, oh my God, we want this. So yeah, it was great. Did you have um, the support of everybody? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, amazing, amazing families. Yeah, Zoe's parents are incredible and just were there with bells on. And yeah, everyone was amazing. We both wore white dresses and cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. It was amazing. And Zoe's mum did the flowers and they were beautiful. And my mum just looked absolutely stunning and just was really supportive. And my other mum looked amazing, was just, yeah. And then did you, so was the traveling part of the kind of honeymoon or was that separate? No, so that was, um, it was separate actually. So we went on down to Cornwall to our honeymoon down. We just hired a camper van and just went. It was great. Really lovely. It was really good. That's all we wanted to do. But then we saved up money again and then we went traveling and we did. India and Nepal. And yeah, it was great. And Malaysia and New Zealand. 
where we worked on a wow. farm. How long were we Which was amazing. For? Seven months, eight months. Brilliant. It was great. It was absolutely fantastic and amazing. And um, yeah, really solidified Zoe and I. And just, yeah. you know, when we got back, that was it. We were in. Yeah. Yeah. life began yeah. and while I was travelling I was like I can't go back I can't go back I can't go back to working I can't go back to working in an because office because you said something there about working on a farm were you having the time of oh life? yeah the most amazing time ever I like wrangling sheep and uh, uh, yeah you're a f- like a farmer outdoorsy. it was amazing yeah I'm really outdoorsy and I yeah. just love being out under the sky and yeah. uh, it was absolutely incredible up at 5am and we were milking the cows and <laughs> just creating breaks for the cattle and was that in New, New Zealand? Zealand this is all New Zealand yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it was great it was, and I'm so so lucky to have been able to do it and I think that I just keep coming back to that is that yeah. we were so lucky to be able to have done it okay so now you're in your 30s yeah so we're early your 30s married, done your I am we're back from travelling I get a job in fundraising which is amazing I'm not very good at it but I want to do it Um, and they were so kind and patient with me but I wasn't good at it I wasn't good at the paperwork I was good at talking to people good at doing presentations there's a running theme here it's a running theme that you're I don't mean that you're not good at things I mean that I'm you're awful excellent no. with people yeah I'm good at people and crap with paperwork I can do it but it just sends me a bit loopy Zoe and I did a, a funny um, like type test the other day to see who could type the fastest and I was like I'm going to do great I'm going to type really quick you do and a little competition don't you oh no <laughs> yes I do um, I've, uh, I'm going to type really fast I'm going to be great anyway so then the little came, thing came up and it had a snet it had a, like a t- t- tortoise and I was like Hmm. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, and then um, Zoe did it, and she's like, speed of a cheetah. <laughs> and I was like, no, I just didn't do it right that time. I did it again, and it was, it, was a, it was a tortoise. And then Zoe was like, should we just see what happens if I like press loads of keys at the same time? I bet there's something slower than a tortoise. There was nothing slower than a tortoise. <laughs> But that's what's lovely about you being competitive, even in the hub space. And like, I think the other day we decided, for the, probably the first time all year, that we'd like run outside. Um, you're just like taking the piss with Chloe. But I think the lovely yeah. bit is that you don't give a shit if you lose. No, maybe I don't you're a care. bit upset about the tortoise. But it's no, quite, I don't you know, actually. You get, no, I really don't. It's actually about connection again, though, isn't it? It like, is. Yeah. You it know, is. you do. I can see you doing. It's about it. it's play and play. It's yeah. play, yeah. and I am massive into playing, and I work with children and mm. the honesty in play you just can't get anywhere else and it's about playing and um playing at no one's expense yeah that's the biggest thing yeah. it's, you'd probably let people win if you'd thought yeah absolutely yeah. and it's not it's not about it's about it's about connection mm. it's all about connection and and i and i crave connection and mm. i love connection and it's a massive part of who i am mm. i st- i sent you a massive list of things that i um, ha- had in my brain about doing mm. this and I think it came back to community and connection and I have a lot of energy yeah and it's about how do I vent that energy yeah and I vent that energy through building lots of connections mm. and I know as a young woman I was seen as bubbly and the word bubbly actually means a pain in the ass and I think mm. you know when you when you when not I, to me well I, that's very kind but in, in <laughs> but I guess for you you live you've lived with this but you know you know when you look on a date people looked on dating profiles and they would say bubbly and you'd be like fuck no like that would be like oh Jesus what does that mean fuck you I had that on my dating profile <laughs> <laughs> I'm only bubbly because I'm not <laughs> 
you know when you saw that you'd think doesn't stop talking basically but can I just clarify something here that actually (laughs) and I often have this chat with Amber is that you've become a leader because of that connection that you bring people together right see I didn't I wouldn't see myself like that 100% right interesting 100% because we've often talked about like (laughs) if we set up a group on like whatever WhatsApp make sure you have a Holly in it because Holly will literally oh that's nice pull people together and lead the charge in that you know you've done that you've done that with photography hub and you've done that with like the running group set up on whatsapp yeah 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 Yeah, it's really lovely and then the connections that have been made away from you kind of like you know it's really funny because through that i've linked yeah zoe and joe together who are buddies who are mates now and they run together and they're friends but through running or exercising together or walking together or being in a space with someone Mm. else without an ability to look at a device through that you have a vulnerability yeah because there is silence and we don't like silence i don't like silence Mm. i need to fill it some people are great with it happy days a lot of people are not okay with it and what you do is you fill that silence and often people fill it with vulnerable subjects Mm. and through those vulnerable subjects you find connection and you go yeah fuck me too yeah 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 Yeah, me too actually I feel like that as well Mm. oh yeah or oh no I don't feel like that but that must be really hard for you mate Mm. and I think through that and just hearing people and hearing people and then the other yeah and there's a there's a group that walk around in Ladywell they walk and talk with their buggies with their babies Mm. and it's about being seen and about being heard and about existing yeah and i think it's just existing yeah. that we're having a witness to our existence having a witness to our experiences which is why with, i like connections yeah and with people that are appreciative of your of you right yeah and right enjoy you like not everybody is for everybody and it's and i think i'm quite marmite in that respect mm. and so when people do connect with me they actually do connect with me because they like me and that's mm. great and if they don't I'm old enough now to go, okay, that's fine. Tell us about ADHD. Um, um, ADHD, ADHD. What? No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> what are you saying about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, from a very young age, was diagnosed with ADHD and my mum... Were you? So you were actually diagnosed as a kid? I don't know. Oh. I, wasn't, I was diagnosed with dyslexia. Yeah, okay. And my mum jokes that she was this close to putting me on some Ritalin because I was a struggle I was a handful as a child and I was seen as naughty or disruptive or Mm. I just had no vent for the energy Um, and my parents did a really worked really hard to figure out how to do that and how to help me Um, but I don't you know and I was a really wayward teen and I just didn't know what to do with myself really because I look back and I look at that little 14 year old Holly and I go oh mate yeah that's hard should we get you into some sport how about we do that yeah just get you on a team yeah because that would have really helped and that's why this is really works I think because it's that camaraderie yeah but you know I fell in with a not great crowd and yeah no they were a great crowd actually they were great fun but they were great fun (laughs) (laughs) they were really good fun but it didn't lead me to do great things I can't say they were bad people because they were amazing um (laughs) fucking great time they had a fab time Uh, I did naughty things Hmm. naughty things but I'm privileged because I'm white and female that I got away with a lot of the stuff I did Mm. and if I wasn't I would not have done and I sound like this 
And so I sound, I I sound, because I'm from Guildford, I sound fancy. I got away with anything. Mm. That's a thing. That is a big thing it's a huge thing and I mm. and I think I would have been in a hell of a lot more trouble in my youth if I'd been anything but what I am and how did you anyway, sorry, veer out of it uh, I met a, a, a girlfriend who went a really smart woman who was at university and I met her in a pub and I thought she was fantastic and I wanted her to like me and so I just yeah. kept getting her to like me and she I was drinking underage in a pub and she was at uni and I thought she was the bee's knees yeah but a smart woman and that's who and she was a really smart woman and I thought yeah I want to hang out with you and this is great what do I need to do to do that boom 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 yeah what do do I need to do to hang out with you change my behavior right my behavior's changed yeah right I'm gonna hang out with you and I hung out with her well I we we went out we had a relationship for four years and I followed her to, to, to Wigan, to Warrington, and I worked in nights in a factory, and I mm. did, I just, yeah, and then I went... This is, you were young. I was 17, yeah. 18, and my mum went, what the hell are we going to do with her? Um, and I disappeared, and I left home. Did you? And um, I did, moved in with her, and she was, she was wonderful, and mm. we weren't out at all, so it was, you know, make up the second bedroom yep. to her parents number but yeah it's what you do it's when, what you do it's what you do that wasn't enough for me working did nights you in know Wigan. when you sorry mm, did please. you know at that point that um you had dyslexia yeah i knew did, i had dyslexia i don't think anyone really understood no. adhd well that's what i was saying so your parents worked hard but then were the support networks like did they exist well, i mean they didn't exist then like they do today and places you can go i guess and people you can see to seek help and but then no. you don't know what you're looking for. I yeah. didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. What I didn't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, no, it mm. just wasn't there, and yeah, it just wasn't there. Yeah. But I came back, and I when my uh, partner at the time we came back to Guildford, and mm. she was at Guildford Uni, and um, I needed I needed more education. Yeah, I'd left you left college bit of a stoner mm. not no a levels mm. um i had a great time but i had nothing to show for it i had very little many didn't have many gcse's yeah. um because i interrupted you a second sorry ago when you were in the um when you were saying about the factory the and you, were, you were in the factory and you were doing me <laughs> <laughs> you're in the factory and then you were like this i can't i can't yeah this, this isn't okay yeah yeah so I, was it that was it that like switch and then i can't do i missed my parents i missed yeah. my mum i missed my sister mm. although my sister was at uni or just coming out of uni um and i wanted to come home yeah and so we i came home and then she finished off her placement up there and then we got together again we went apart but we just met up together again had a long distance relationship and I moved back down she followed me down and then I started a degree in early childhood studies because I was like I need more education yeah and this is something I like so I did that and she was beyond supportive and Mm. helped me write essays and read them and Guildford College was amazing because they gave me a laptop and they gave me support and they were yeah, they were fantastic. Because you were able to verbalise yeah. at that point. This, yeah. These, these, these. I can't. I need, I need something. Yeah. I need yeah. some more help. I mean, I had been right. diagnosed dyslexic when I was much younger and I have to go back and say all power to my mum because mm. she got me tutors to yeah. help me because she just didn't know what to do and she didn't yeah. know how to help me. And the big thing was like, 
we had an exchange student over when, sorry, this might be a slightly off tangent. We had an exchange student over from France when I was about nine. And the exchange student, the French exchange student, could, could write and spell and tell the time and do all those things. And I couldn't do them. Mm. And I think it was a real tell for me to go, this person who's speaking another language at the same age as me yeah, can do all these things. Slap in the face. It was real hard. It was really hard. How is it as an adult being dyslexic now? I am really keen and always generally keen not to go. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I hate that in myself. I really dislike it because I can do it. Yep. I just struggle to do it. Yet. Yet. Exactly. Yet. I can't do a pull up yet. Mm. I will do it and I'm determined that I will do it. What dyslexia do you have? Because of course there's different versions for different people. I don't know. Is it like, describe it, is it letters? Is it organisation? Oh, you oh said so yes, like it's organisation. So, but I think my ADHD and my dyslexia are, are so knitted together. Yeah, okay. Uh, I don't think I could tell one for the other. Okay. Um, but I am not ADHD and I am not dyslexia. Mm. I am Holly and I happen to have dyslexia and ADHD. It's just, I happen to have uh, uh, some cool wiring in my brain yeah. um, that doesn't fit into the norm, like institutions and schools and offices. And the thing is, that's the thing, is that when I embraced that, when mm. I went, I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy it. I think that's the other thing is I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I don't enjoy sitting behind a desk and, and writing or sitting in, an, in one space for more than a few hours. Mm. I have to move. And the minute I've discovered that, and the minute I went, that's what I need to do. I mm. need to move. Yeah. I'd be a great traveling salesman. Yeah. Fabulous. Men. Right? <laughs> Men. Um, but you know, that's, Yeah. I need to move. Yeah. I can't sit. And But if we look at that, if we look at that in the primal sense, I was uh. never meant to do that. Yeah. The system that we have is an, is, is an institution that was made by a few few men called the patriarchy who decided but and also decided that everybody not just women yeah. but men mm. decided that those few men decided for all men they decided for all women mm-hmm. so patriarchy doesn't just stuff us women it stuffs everyone patriarchy yeah. pays for nobody that's another subject um but basically the system that we have that makes me different i'm going to do inverted commas different mm was made by the patriarchy. It was yeah. made by a system of organisation and... Uh, and working uh, in factories. Working in factories. Working in farms. Yeah. You have to do it this certain way and there's no veering away from that. It doesn't help everybody. And no, and, and I think that we discredit a whole proportion of, the, of society by saying you all have to work in this certain way. Mm. Great if you can. Fab. Zoe loves it. She loves working behind a desk it suits her really well her brain works absolutely Mm. fantastically and that's where she thrives and loves and uh, connects fabulous yeah it doesn't do that for me and i don't i don't know why we're all expected to do the same thing Mm. or work the same way do you think children still are i mean you work with little ones now but i i I look through the windows in the secondary schools and they're all sitting behind desks and that's not how we all learn that's not how loads of people learn i don't know what about percentages but yeah that's not how that's not i work with tinies and you can see from tiny who is going to be able to sit and settle Mm. and who is going to be able to who and who is going to thrive moving stuff around or yeah 
taking charge of people or being a kind leader or you can see that in them mm. and just because you can't sit and settle doesn't mean that you are not valuable to society what would you say to the parent of a child who they're like mm, potentially that could be my child i'm sitting across the sofa from you <laughs> i know i'm looking at you going, <laughs> is this you well how so what like you've been you've lived that yeah yeah, yeah how yeah. as a parent do we nurture that like an incredible energy yeah in a little human being yeah. that we he, like yeah. children like Satan and I'm you know yeah he's he's lively he's energetic yeah. he's which they're in he's in kindergarten yeah. and he gets to do that and he gets to thrive yeah. in that environment yeah in September he's going into primary school so as a parent what what would you say to the parent and how would you like I think you approach all things with love and kindness mm. and you find the ounce of patience that you have at the end of the day mm. and just see if you can like it's so hard because ultimately we're humans too yeah. and that's really hard to do but what would I say to that parent I, I'd say um, join football camp camp Join. Sport. She's turning around, writing it down. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sport, sport, um, sport. Mm. Yeah, I know it but sounds sport really. Sport can be off. a bit vicious sometimes too, can't it? Because it's competitive. Oh no, we love a bit of competitive. But the no, but sport, I think like there's there's a difference, isn't there? It's like there's competitive sport, which a lot. It of doesn't have can to be wrong, but it can be movement. It can be exercise. It can you, be if you nourishing. do. And also, I don't think school is the be all and end all. No, they are come out at three thirty. There is until yeah. six o'clock, <laughs> right? Yeah. There, there is so much. And actually, I think it's really important to build relationships outside the school Yeah. for children because then if something at school, they're like, oh, I'm not getting on with this kid. You've got these other children. You've yeah. got this other network. Yeah. So whether that is maybe joining um, uh, uh, like a, a group. A forest school. Like a forest school. <laughs> tell us about your forest school. Or woodcraft camp. Yeah, uh, woodcraft, go on. Uh, tell, this is a good time to tell school. us about that. Because yeah. um, you've just set up an, a little arm element mm, of with, a business. Mm, with my wonderful friend Emma, who ha is the founder of this fantastic organisation called Secret Adventurers Club. Yeah. And under Secret Adventurers Club, there is Little Explorers, which is naught to fives being out in nature then you've got uh, wild parties which is a party element which is amazing and yeah. I love doing them they're incredible I only learned about this I'm gutted Zayden's birthday was in April we actually do them at any time of the year yeah. so if you've got birthdays and we do campfires and cook so on the fire cool. and it's yeah. really good um, and then there is the holiday camps so they run over the summer and half terms and, cool. and they're from up to 5 to 12 I think yeah um, but they're amazing. It's just about being out. Out in nature. Out doing in nature. A thing. Doing a thing. Doing a thing. That's the big thing. It's like actually moving your body. Yeah. It's moving your body and doing a thing. You're not in the same place yeah. doing a thing. Or if you want to be, hey, do you want to do a craft? You want to make a magic wand and spin this yeah, piece of thread round this piece of wood mm. for the next hour? Great. Let's do that. How can we, how can we enable you to do that? Mm. What are you learning from this? What are you thinking about? How do you feel right now? just slowing it down or speeding it up and having the space to do that yeah um, and just nurturing those little people and those amazing those amazing yeah. people because you've worked your absolute arse off in the last six months eight yeah, months to get this up and going your kind of branch and arm yeah. of this business going yeah 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 tell us about that so um the uh emma has really kindly allowed me to use her her name and 
is my amazing mentor. She's just incredible and knows so much and is so patient with me. I now need to give you a a boost. Well, it's not a boost, but like a compliment because you're always putting yourself down. Um, (laughs) I'm sure Emma (laughs) bloody loves having you on board. And she's pretty great. It's part of that trip. Journey. She, she's pretty great. Yeah. She's pretty great. And I'm actually going to go back to the ADHD on this because yeah. I thought about this a year ago. I did this wonderful cycle of a growing curiosity in forest school and going, oh, this is great. Oh my God, I can't wait to look at this. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, I need to know all the information about it right now. And then completely fixating on every element of forest school. Mm. And then I slowly began to lose interest. Everyone has ADHD differently. Everyone has these things differently. And I'm caveating all of this stuff is that this is my experience right now on the today's date. Next week, it might feel different. But right now, in this moment, these are the things that affect me and my ADHD. So you, your interest just spirals, but then yeah. you can lose it as Which quickly? I, but, or, uh, as quickly. You know, yeah. The next day, I'm like, oh, God, why am I doing well, this? Oh, yeah. I can't be asked. And I've ne- it's never happened with a photology hub, ever. Oh, good. Thank Which you is re- no, but I'm not joking. This is a very, very rare occurrence. Apart from my relationship with Zoe, yeah, my motherhood as the only other thing I've ever stuck to. Yeah. So the consistency. I think it's a connection, and a connection to yourself yeah. and to Mary and Chloe and the space and feeling like I have a community and I feel accepted and I feel heard and I've been vulnerable mm. and I'm still accepted even though I've been vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's why it's so amazing is that you can be in this space and be vulnerable and go mm. I'm having a shit week. Yeah. And you go And there's been a few of those recently. Oh, mate, hard, hard weeks. Mate. And I come in and I go, to I'm just gonna there. work it out yeah. in pulling my body weight yeah. above a bar. Or and some yeah. weeks we have to just go just stop okay in fact your body just doesn't <laughs> kind of let you do the things you want to do and so we have to it's that acceptance in that moment yeah. as well and go yeah. actually the fact that I'm here and just like having yeah. that conversation about acceptance and then that kind of yeah it all filters through into real life a yeah. little bit doesn't it I love training you Holly Aww. you Thanks, challenge me <laughs> in lots of amazing <laughs> ways um, and please don't apologise for that because it's um, yeah it's, it's funny, fun yeah. we're basically every Monday morning at 6.30 it's the same couple of groups that um, come in the door and you're one of them um, and it's uh, amazing it's just don't know uh, yeah it's gonna it's, it's good but I came to Phytology not through um, initially for that I came to I had I have endometriosis which is uh, when the lining of your womb decides to take a break and have a holiday maybe potentially even up to your lungs so when you when you have your period your the lining of your womb thinks you're having your period all over your body oh wow yeah so if I so it can be on my bowel yeah which it is or on my stomach so it's the cells so it's the cells that are from your you're basically got endometrial lining yeah on those different areas of your body Wow. So when you have your period, those areas bleed as well. Yeah, wow. So Jesus Christ. Pain. 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 But endometriosis loves estrogen, thinks it's the most amazing thing in the world. Mm. And I was a little heavier than I am now. And it was going yum, yum, yum. Look at all this lovely estrogen and going absolutely mental. Yeah. Um, and then I began to just get fitter and I lost weight through and it was a bonus. That was the bonus kind yeah. of, of, of big of coming. 
but I did need to lose some weight because my endometriosis was going crazy. It was a medical... It was yeah. a medical thing, yeah. absolutely. And as soon as I lost, I lose weight or as soon as I get myself under a certain kilo itch, then I, it, it, it stops. Yeah. It's really, it's amazing. It's amazing, isn't it? It is amazing. You also let me experiment on you, which is great. Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> and because um, we run these which workshops. <laughs> these like, I call them stronger workshops now. Where, yeah, they're great. You know, we get to lift like really, really heavy weight but just not for a period of time so it might be like a couple of reps right yeah and um one day i was experimenting with like knowing where you are in terms of like what weight you can lift but we just kind of put the got the bar on your back in a rack and it was just stand the bar up so you weren't like necessarily squatting it but Mm -mm. you're still Mm. closed kind of angle in your hip and then you stand up using your and I think Midge spoke about it. Yeah, she, she said she came from her womb, and I was like, "Yes, that's where it came from, <laughs> Midge. You're right. That's exactly where it came but from." But you were the first person that I experimented with, and we like, well, we we got the bar up to like a hundred kilos plus. Yeah. And within that, you just went, "Oh, the calm," Silent. and that was yeah. in you, in your body, in your yeah, mind, everything, your, quiet. everything quiet, because there's nothing else that you can do, and it's and it's. There's, no, there's nothing else you can... You can't concentrate on anything else. There's a humongous weight on your back. Mm. The only thing you can concentrate on is that weight on your back. Mm. <laughs> and and lifting it and knowing you can lift in it. And it, I think Midge is absolutely right. It is. It's, it did come from my womb and it is primal. Yeah. It's that primal feeling. Mm. But I don't think you can often put yourself in those positions where you go, I'm going to find my primal self. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just push that out and but that's what I love about it yeah and just being allowed to do that really and being allowed to take risks it's play in again way in play it's in. play because the other week we you, you came in and I think you're just it was kind of stress and it was you know time when mm. things had just you mm. know got kicked off. to the mm. yeah kicked off um and we put the weighted vest on you to yeah. try and help you like and it reminded me calm. of how my mum yeah. used to literally sit on me when I was trying to get to sleep yeah. just to calm me down yeah. and and I my son my son has a weighted blanket yeah it is so good I don't know what it is in your brain mm-hmm. hole that it makes it do but it just just the system <laughs> takes the system yeah. down it's great in those sessions as well we do we do take that time to like okay we're all just going to breathe now and we're all going to like be purposeful about silence and trying to do that for each other and yeah it's just lovely it's lovely I think it's a really positive thing I don't and that's my where I want to keep coming back to is that the dyslexia and the ADHD is not a negative thing for me no it's not Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel like it but I it's because I'm privileged enough to, for it not to affect me because Mm -hmm. I'm a grown woman and I can affect my own change but I think for younger people I can't imagine to feel to not know what to do with that those feelings when you are in an institution like school Mm. because what else can you do yeah you just have to grit your teeth and get through it in those situations and it is but it's about it builds emotional resilience yeah it builds resilience and that's no bad thing yeah and having that support network outside saying like they're not going to get it right in school that's okay sometimes Mm. depending on the child sometimes a lot of the time not at all you know yeah and that they i guess understand that and and and, and we embrace 
and it's again it's easier as an adult I suppose to go okay yeah. and understand it and then embrace that and use that for your career yeah. use that yeah. for your friendships your relationships yeah I think there are a lot of people who probably have ADHD mm. but you don't need to label it I think you can just be you and you're a bit kooky or a bit mm. yeah a bit whizzy brain mm. sometimes and that's okay yeah you don't have to go oh, I'm labelling myself ADHD. Mm. Insane. What does that, that mean? Yeah, I, I've talked to quite a lot of people who are and ha- are getting diagnosed um, later in life. Mm. And the, just the sheer diagnosis, they go, ah. valid, Being validated. Yeah, validated. Absolutely. Just then understanding it and, and just feeling... It's like any, any, anyone going, I see you, I hear you. Yeah. And I've got you. Mm. And... The, here are your tools yeah. here's your tool belt here's your tool belt yeah. yeah do you have any um neurodiversity in your midst i mean sometimes <laughs> i do question my the, whether i have a little bit of dyslexia because in terms of words language like i lose words um i've i have to make what so when i was 19 and I was <laughs> writing uh, dreadful essays mm. um, a teacher had as they do put you beside the desk and talk out loud to you so everybody else can hear Fun, uh, lovely situation and yeah totally uh, embarrassed mm. um, God. yeah in a dreadful moment of shame and and called it out and said have you what's wrong with you have you got dyslexia <laughs> and you're uh, like uh, maybe yeah and um my mum brought me to have a test done. Okay, great. And then we had the test and it was fine. And then at the end of it, they went, no, you're just lazy. <gasps> no. <laughs> Which is fucking brilliant for my confidence and a real... Well, let's retest you because yeah. I don't think you're lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't think so. Um, and that's what I was called a lot. Yeah. You're just lazy. Just, mm. can you just pick up the book? It was actually, it was an actual physical stopper. Lazy. Yeah, I literally couldn't. Well, do your it. confidence is weird. Yeah, destroyed. It's all mental, it? and th- and that's not just that moment. You know, that's a yeah. that's a layered, yeah. a layered effect. Um, but interestingly, when I met Amber, Amber works with children with dyslexia. Yeah. She was like, "Yeah, there's there's definitely something. You've definitely yeah. created a skill to cover up, yeah. whatever." And, Great at masking. And masking, mm. yeah, and just that you're that that a way of trying to remember words, mm. Um, mm. and yeah, like so. You always really liked um, uh, like awning. Your awning. I have to say yawning. Yawning. So in my, you know, an awning that yeah. comes up off a, like the side of a house. Yeah. I have to say in my brain first, yawning. Okay. And then the word awning comes. Very I very yeah. often just say the word yawning. Yeah, there's some things that get completely muddled in my brain. So rhubarb and beetroot. Mm. Completely rubbled. So I'll say, would you the want The words be- or the... Just the words. I, the actual... No. The, the edges, words. The actual, the actual words. Word, yeah. And Laura and Lauren. Oh, yeah can't do it yeah um and and then the other one is zoe thought it was really funny because i can't couldn't spell things then i would make them funny so i couldn't say jealous and i so i wrote jelly house yes love it so it was you know it's just things that you can do to make it you don't have to it doesn't have to be all serious definitely and actually when i'm um even when i'm doing these chats i have to like say to people beforehand if you see me looking off and closing my eyes i'm trying to put your words into uh, it's a picture so it's a, I guess yeah. it's contextual yeah. learning isn't it and, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. and actually Zayden is the very same give me pictures and Amazing. a bit like you in terms of like yeah, yeah give me jobs like physical me job. jobs yeah. to do love it yeah, yeah. give me a job cool so um, 
what would you say to a child, a teenager? I can't say anything to a teenager. Mini version of you. No, you've got this. Yeah. You've got, got this. this. Just confidence thing. Just you've there. got this. Like, you're enough. Yeah. You're just enough. There's a film called Soul. I don't know if you've watched it. It's basically it's a Pixar. It's about this uh, jazz musician who um, has fight, fought, fought for a long time to be a jazz musician and tried to get all these auditions anyway. He um, falls down a well and then his soul goes up and it's all about this. But basically the, the premise, the end is you don't have to be anything. Your existence is enough. Mm. You existing is enough. The gap you would create when you don't exist anymore is is massive you don't realize how mm. big you are how big your presence is in the world yeah. and that is enough and that comes back to you saying the seeing to be seen to be heard and maybe that's just it isn't it it's just enough that's enough when you're a you kid. just that's it mm. and it gets better yeah that classic it gets better because mm. hormones are so hard Mm. Like, I mean, I, I'm perimenopausal and I've got my hormones going. Mm. Imagine three times that and you haven't had enough life experience mm. to know that it's okay yeah. and it'll get better. So these, yeah, these teenagers are amazing. Let them sleep. <laughs> yeah. On their clock. On their, well, it's hard, isn't it? Cause it's a, They've it's a, done studies, haven't they, to say yeah. their clock is... Yeah, different and if we could only manipulate the kind yeah. of even the education yeah. system to yeah, allow for that you know morning system, morning sleeps but then there is also emotional resilience yeah. which we need we really do need it as much <laughs> as it's hard to say we should make allowances you also need to go it's life mm. life's tough yeah. and you're going to meet so many different people in your life and they're not always going to agree with you mm-hmm. and they're always going to make it easy and they're not always going to change their way to make it easier for you you need to also be emotionally resilient enough to deal with that. Yeah. And that was a big thing for me growing up, is that you had to be, you have to be. And to be a happy person now, or to be a contented person, because I think it's different than happy. To be a a generally contented person now, you have to have emotional resilience. Holly, (laughs) thank you so much. I've put you through enough pain. (laughs) (laughs) Getting you to come and <laughs> chat with me no I really appreciate it and I appreciate you as a friend oh, mate. and then a part of training lovely trainer hub. yeah I always say I say to I was saying this to you earlier but I you know I say to people uh, about you and I say I always say to Zoe oh my oh my lovely friend my lovely friend Suzanne and now you are you are my friend first and then my trainer mm. So, which is lovely, which is a lovely thank you. No, thank you. (laughs) Reclaiming Yourself, the podcast, brought to you with phytologyhub.com. If you enjoyed the conversations, please use your podcast app to follow or subscribe for free.